From the Financial Times in London, I'm Matthew Vincent and this is FT News. In recent days, the world's largest sovereign wealth investor, Norway's $850 billion oil fund, has said it will take legal action against Volkswagen over the carmaker's emission testing scandal. The Norwegian fund is estimated to have suffered losses running into hundreds of millions of dollars on its VW shareholdings since last autumn, and it wants compensation. But this is a far from one-off move by the powerful investment fund, as one of the world's most influential investors, owning an average of 1.3% of every listed company in the world, it has decided to become a more active shareholder. Last year, the fund said it would disclose its voting intentions ahead of shareholder meetings, and it recently sold all of its coal investments in one of the biggest ever fossil fuel divestments by a single investor. So, to assess how much power Norwegian oil fund now wields, I'm joined by the FT's Nordic and Baltic correspondent, Richard Milne. Richard, how significant is this move by the oil fund to take action against VW? Well, it's very significant. As you say, it's one of the most watched investors in the world. To add to the impressive figures you gave, it owns 2.5% of every single listed company in Europe. And that gives it really extraordinary clout. So while uh, plenty of other investors have said that they will be suing Volkswagen, the oil funds move really catches attention and I think will be widely followed by investors around the world. But the oil fund has been a big investor in hundreds, thousands of companies for a long time. Why is it taking this more active approach now, do you think? Well, what happened with the oil fund is when it was set up, it was thought that it might last 10 years, it might last 20 years. And in the past decade or so, it's really dramatically increased in size. Its assets have grown seven or eightfold. And so its original stance, which was very much to be a financial investor only, a bit like an index fund where it said it had no real responsibility, it found that it couldn't keep that up once it became so big. So it's really with great size comes great responsibility. And the fund has realized that it has to take a view on ownership matters now. Yeah, it certainly seems to be taking its responsibilities very seriously indeed. We've mentioned some of the actions that it's taking. Can it really have that much influence, though? I mentioned the average shareholding in global listed companies is only 1.3%. You know, there'll be plenty of other shareholders that are bigger than it. Does it lead the way in some respects? Well, I mean, it's one of the problems with shareholder capitalism in the sense is you have dispersed ownership. And if everybody only owns 1% or 2% of the company, um, it's hard to hold people to account. So the oil funds move is part of a sort of a global move towards more responsible ownership, more focus on corporate governance. But I think the oil fund is really very closely watched, probably not particularly by other sovereign wealth funds who tend to have slightly different strategies. But there's a lot of almost free riding. There's a lot of funds that very much copy their ethical guidelines. You mentioned the coal divestment that was been very watched a decade or longer earlier. They banned tobacco investments that was very widely followed. So um, the ripple effects from what the oil fund does are very great. Is it fair to say, though, that its approach is 
more being an active investor than an activist in the sort of truest sense of the term. An activist would press for lots of management changes, changes in corporate strategy, try to turn companies around, whereas this appears to be the application of pressure on sort of more principled matters of corporate governance. Would that be fair? That's definitely how the oil fund would like to see it. And I think it's probably how most people would see it. The oil fund says that as a generality, it's rather supportive of its companies. It would rather stay invested in most companies and wield more carrots than sticks. But it's clear that in certain cases, and as its influence grows, I think it will sort of slightly straddle the line between active and activist. I don't think this move is particularly activist, but one of our last exclusive stories was that it's going to start looking at levels of executive pay in the future. And that does start to, in certain cases, become a bit more activist. So the oil fund in general is becoming slightly less shy about sticking its head above the parapet in general. Certainly, being very, very high profile relative to the position it used to take some time ago. Just looking ahead now, can you see any other areas where the oil fund might have some influence? You've mentioned executive pay, obviously, it's a topic of the moment. Um, I mean, executive pay will be a big one. What the fund said there is that it had up till now mostly focused on the structure of pay. So, for instance, if it thought that bonuses represented too big a percentage of pay, it might get involved, but it wouldn't get involved in the level of pay. It is now saying that it will do that. But beyond that, what the fund has said is that it's very interested in board matters. So it's going to focus quite a lot about the composition of boards, it's already run a campaign along with a lot of big investors over so-called proxy access in the US, which is the ability of shareholders to nominate their own directors to boards. But it's very interested in what a board should do, who should be on the board, what the board's purpose is. We had an interview last year with the head of the oil fund in which he pondered whether private equity had an advantage because public companies' boards were too obsessed with procedure and almost box ticking and not obsessed enough with focusing on profits. So it's clear that the oil fund is a sort of very thoughtful long-term investor and it's going to be fascinating to see where they go from here. It certainly is. I think if you've got an $850 billion fund scrutinising your every move, it does concentrate the mind. Richard, thank you very much indeed. And for more on the Norwegian Oil Fund and VW, do remember to visit ft.com forward slash VW. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover... 
who was their best mentor? What's a mistake they made that changed their approach? And how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.